you, Jesus. Please take your seats. Thank you so much for being here on the first day of the year. It's a new day. I'm saying it prophetically. It's a new day. It's not just Happy New Year. It's a new day. It's a new day in God. It's a new day for this city. It's a new day for this church. It's a new day for you. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, it's a new day for you. It really is. You know, I wonder about there'll be many pastors all over the country today and in the next few weeks trying to inspire and bring hope and build faith and to speak into people's lives. And that's only appropriate because I want to say to you, there's always a new day in God. I don't know whether you were the worst Christian in 2016, but there's always a new day in God. Hey, is there any Christians in the house today, amen? There's always a new day in God. And so, my goal today is not just to be overly optimistic and to rev you up, and neither is my goal to be ultra-realistic and shoot you with a bunch of realism to give you more determined way to carry on. Now, neither of those are my two goals, but what I do want to say was we cannot ignore the fact that last year was a difficult year for many. It was a turbulent year for many people in our nation, and this is what I, the only thing I want to say about that is, it means that we're going to have to be deeper, sharper, more committed, more close in our relationship with God, more alert to the Spirit, more alive to what He's saying. I want to know what He's up to more than what I want to do is to just respond to events that are going on. Rather than just cutting at headlines, I want to hear, what are you saying, Lord? Who's with me? Come on, preach along with me today. You might as well. You've come out on this New Year's Day. You might as well have a good time. You know, I don't want to just be saying, oh, it's like that, so maybe I must do that. I first want to hear the whisper of God, the voice of God, and hear what He's saying, and then move with that before anything else. Who's with me? Amen? And that's what really I want us to concentrate as we start this year. The ministry of Elisha, a little bit like 2016, was framed with overarching problems. It was framed by a great famine in the land, particularly the early ministry of Elisha. He didn't come into an optimistic time. It was framed by war. They were always in a period of war, and that's how he played out his ministry. It wasn't a gentle time at all. And in fact, Elisha's own calling came out of Elijah's personal crisis. You know that uh, Elijah was told to go and get Elisha. And it was in that atmosphere of, of overarching problems, of personal crisis, that God started a new day. How about your life? Has your life had a difficult run to the end of the year? 
maybe, maybe not. I don't know everybody's situation. But whatever your situation, God can start a new day. A day of double portion, a day of double miracles, a day of double intimacy, a day where you can know what the enemy's doing even before he does it and God tells you about it and it's just like you've been in an inner chamber and the enemy's thinking, how did they find out about that? Because God already told you about it. Because that's the new day. It's a day where you know God in a deep way. It's a day of double healings. It's a day, a new day in God. Now some of you are weary from the last year. Life caught you up and left you behind. But today, I declare it in the Spirit, is a new day for you. It's a new day for our church. It's a new day for this city. It's a new day in God. And some of you have hardly got the faith to climb over the walls of the deep well that you're in to hear that prophetically. So a gentle whisper will come to you in the middle of the night, in the middle of your darkness and say, it's a new day. And I want a new relationship with God today. You've heard lots of teaching that God can move even in the tough times. You know that. We've sung about it today. But I want to know how God sustains and deepens my relationship. I don't want and we don't want to promise you something today that has no substance. That's just a pep rally and a cheering time. Elisha teaches us how we can have a deeper, sustained relationship. There are three simple elements to his call. I'm not going to preach a long time today, but I just want you to learn three things. You see, in talking about a new day and a new relationship, when you know what God is up to, when you know personally in your relationship with God, it just seems sharper. That you've moved beyond being good, faithful, dutiful Christian that shows up and does well. To that Christian that can hear God's voice and respond to him. Where it goes beyond faithfulness into intimacy. And into a personal life with him. You see, it will be really important you put three foundations into your relationship with God that will cause a renewal. Are you ready? You see... When we first see Elisha in this passage, he's not just waiting around for a new day. He's not sitting under a tree praying and saying, God, will you send a new day? In fact, he's very busy. He's actually got a very difficult problem. He's trying to plow a field that is almost unplowable. It's so difficult, he needs 12 pairs of oxen the train of the, of the oxen must have looked an incredible sight. And he himself is driving even the 12th pair. He's engaged in a difficult problem. He's a busy person. Does it sound like anybody in this house? And then Elijah walks up to him and throws a cloak around his shoulders. In amongst the pushing and pulling and Come on, move on. We've got to solve this. This field will yield its crop. A moment happens where Elijah 
throws his cloak around him. It's a fleeting moment. It's an opportunity that could have been missed. So much so, if you look in verse 20, Elisha had to run after Elijah and say, what have you done? And the first foundation of Elisha relationship or a new day is openness. Being open. Not gullible, but being open to God. And as your pastor today and as your shepherd, under the chief shepherd of course, I want to ask you really how open are you? You've gone down a track, you've You've built a good life. And in the middle of your life, could God walk up to you, place a cloak on you, walk off, and you would recognize it as a moment? Or would you be so busy plowing the plow that you'd say, what are you doing? Can't you see I'm busy? The cloak would fall to the floor and you would just carry on. How open are you really See, I believe God calls people who are engaged. They're already doing something. They're already got their attention on something. They're already busy. Moses was tending sheep and he saw a burning bush. David was out in the field, didn't even show up to the lineup for the new king. He was busy counting his sheep. Peter was fishing. Paul was persecuting, mistakenly so, zealously going after his faith and then had a shattering encounter. I hear a lot of choruses today and new songs about reckless abandon. And actually what I see in the Bible is more that not that we have reckless abandon that means unthoughtfully going after things with no plans or ill-conceived plans. But a more biblical pattern that I see is a God that uses people who are alive and engaged and trying to achieve something. That they are already being faithful. And of course, there is a sense in which grace picks us all up when we don't know what to do. And and like the people in the marketplace who were standing around, Jesus always gives everybody a job by his grace. But what I'm talking about today is, I want a deeper relationship with God in 2017. I want all my efforts not just to be effort. I want him to come along and position me and move me and deepen me. Is anybody with me on that at all? See, I want a relationship where I want to know about God and know his ways. See, this type of openness is humility. It's humility to give up what you've already have up and running and you've already started. It's the humility to say, do you know how long it took me to put these 12 oxen together and to come up with this plan and you're now telling me to leave it? It's the humility that says, I can go in a different direction because that direction is what you have said, God. It's an openness that moves you to situations that gets you closer to what God is doing. Many of you might be thinking of a change this year. Some of you might be thinking, and I've heard this morning, some of you are thinking of retiring, finishing from work, or changing job. I want to say to you, what's the God part in your change? What's the part where 
the opportunity to serve God is closer and keener than ever before. When you consider a change, let's not just consider, well, this is going to make my life more comfortable. Where's the God part? Where's the openness to what God might want you to do? Let's put that into our sense of change this year. You see, this type of openness is not just a whim. It's not just Elisha plowing and getting hot in the sun and going, oh man, I fancy a change here. This is so hot. It's not just a fleeting thought. It comes from a a reliable source. It comes from an Elijah who walks up to him not just a moment when he's plowing. David had a Samuel to anoint him. Peter had Jesus to call him. Elisha had Elijah to call him. Paul had a blinding and shattering encounter. What I want to say to you this year is, if you want to be open, make sure you're being open to reliable things. Things that are definite and not just whims, that you're just kind of bored with your life. That you're saying, no, that's real. God really said that. That was really confirmed by somebody. That was, that was really uh, processed well through the scriptures. You see, it's a thoughtful openness that we want that needs processing. It's not a whim. But nevertheless, if we're to have a great relationship with God this year, the foundation of a new day is being willing to be open to an encounter. To be willing for God to speak to you in a moment. We've just been through Christmas, but what a great heart attitude that Mary had. That having the encounter about Jesus being born, she said, I am the Lord's servant, let it be according to your word. How about you? Are you locked up, tied up as tight as a drum? And that God would have to knock and knock and knock. It wouldn't be a fleeting moment for you. God would have to get out a conference room and a conference table to have a negotiation point with you. Could God walk by BCC, throw a cloak and change our direction because we're so open to the Holy Spirit? I want to say to you today, how open are you? Let's be open. Why don't you declare that right now before him? Why don't you shout out with me? I'm open, Lord. I'm open to you. You say, I will work hard at what I'm doing, Lord, but I will open up my life to you. And that means a new day can happen to you. Your new day will not come if you're not open. Foundation one, openness. Foundation two, the foundation of a new day is a thoughtful counting the cost, is a shedding or a pruning and releasing of things. Elisha ran up to Elijah and said, well, I'll come with you. And Elijah said, go back and think about what I've done for you. In another translation, ask him a question. Process what I've done for you. This is a breaking off of things. Things that are going to hinder you. Thinking through 
what you're carrying that you don't need to carry any longer. Some of the things that Elisha had to release were not bad things. His ingenuity, his way of and, and wanting to, to solve a huge problem, that was not a bad thing. And some of the things that you've been carrying are not bad things. They are just not for the new reality of your new day. You've been taking on things and you've been carrying sorrows and problems that God now wants you to lay down that you can't take into your new day. A shedding, a pruning is always part of what God does to us. It's the way that he works. We are all carrying things right now. This new day that you need to put down. Expectations about your grandchildren, you need to put them down. Expectations about your children, you need to put it down. Some things that you've been carrying Goals that you've made that were good at one point that you now need to say, you know what, that's not for this season. We're carrying things right now. And I can say it in the spirit because I've been praying about it for three weeks. You need to put some things down. I don't know about you. You're not meant to carry them any longer. How many guys of you here, men, do you ever try and carry the shopping in all at once because you just try and prove yourself as a man, you know, every shopping bag, you know, my, ti- my title is 12 bags, 12 Sainsbury's bags at once, staggering, cracking the eggs, breaking open the orange juice, but I did it all in one. I don't know about you guys, have you been to an Indian restaurant? How do they clear the table like that? I can never do that. Where they clear all the plates. Have you seen how they do that? It doesn't matter whether there's two of you or eight of you. Somehow they clear the whole table in one. Those of you who know me, I just could never do that. There would be a breakage. In the spirit, I think I can say to some of you today, most of you can't do what you're trying to carry. And you need to put some things down. You're going to have to shed it or take it off in a way that you can't return to it. You want me to say that again? You're going to have to shed it or take it off in a way that you can't return to it. That you never go back there. Elisha took his plowing equipment, he burnt it. He slayed all the oxen, he fed the people, and then he walked away. There was no going back to that old life. You see, pruning, shedding, putting some things down, not carrying everything that you've been carrying, that, that burden is part of God's way of saying, put that down, let me carry it now, and I will lead you to your new day and your new relationship. That has to be done thoughtfully, determinedly, but it has to be done. Proverbs 20 verse 25 says this, Don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God, only later to count the cost. Jesus said, look, why don't you, if you want to build a tower, count the cost before you start. Thoughtfully count the cost of what you need to do for this new year. Have you got some expectations that you need to say, 
I thought that was right for that season. I'm putting it down now. Jesus talked about a camel having going through the eye of a needle. And what he meant was is to unload the burden of that camel so that it could enter into a certain gate of Jerusalem. I just want to speak to you about all what you're carrying. Expectations, opinions, goals that have lost their shelf life. Lay it down. And the new day will come. Elisha had to lay down his very ingenious problem-solving life and become something else. Last foundation, and with this we'll close. The third foundation of your new day and your new deeper relationship with God is to apprentice yourself in something in the ways of God. Elisha left his very busy life. And what the Bible says is he became Elijah's servant. He didn't inherit a promotion. He didn't inherit a new day of new blessings. He actually inherited a new day of serving, of attending, of learning new things. Of becoming an apprentice and an attendant. You see, as well as the putting off, there's always a putting on in God. Do you remember the book of Ephesians that says, throw off your old sinful nature and your old former life in which you used to do, be corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on the new nature created by God so that you can be like him, truly righteous and holy. I'm going to ask you to put something off today, but I'm actually going to ask you now to learn something. To have a willingness and an attitude. Instead of when we say about, I want my new day so I can do something new, what about learn something new? What about saying, you know what, I'm 73, but I want to learn something new of you today, God. What about saying, well, I'm 25 and I've, I've been saved now five years, six years, but I want to learn something new of you, God, this year. Take me into your apprenticeship and let me go deeper. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, come on, finish it with me, and learn of me. Not run with me, not shout with me, not go and do a new project for me. It was learn of me. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn of me. This is not a sit back and put on the shelf learning where you just sit in a classroom. This is a I'll go as I go learning. This is an on-the-job learning. This is a relational learning where you, where you talk it through with others, where you say, I wonder whether this is the right thing, where you begin to say, you know what, I'm not just going to sit on my own and learn. I'm going to come into relationship and learn. This is specific learning where God wants to teach you a deepening way in your life. Perhaps God wants to teach you a better way of praying this year. 
Perhaps God wants to teach you how to uh, achieve some social cause this year. Perhaps God wants to teach you a better way of witnessing or a new way of witnessing or some great questions that you always need to answer for your work colleagues. Maybe God wants to teach you something new about ministry this year. Perhaps your neighbours or your colleagues at work need you to be the listening person to the Spirit and acting on that. And you've got to learn how to do that. But this year, be open, put some things down, but be absolutely determined to say, I'm going to become an apprentice, an apprentice of you, God, where I want to learn some things. It takes a moment and an ongoing journey to walk into a new day. This year, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic if we were responders to God rather than just reactors to events? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we were just walking deeper into his will? You can. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can have a new day. You speak that into them. You can. Now I want you to do it like this. I want you to point your finger at them and know that that's rude and say, you can. Come on, you really do it. Come on, Natalie and worship team. You see, today, I want to ask you, you can respond to some moments You can respond to opportunity. How open are you? How soft-hearted are you? You may have some moments this year that are slightly embarrassing or stretching and challenging because you think, well, I think I need to say that and is this God and I don't really know whether it is Him and you respond to it and you get it right sometimes, you may get it wrong sometimes, but how open are you? Because if you stay open, I fully believe you'll have some incredible breakthroughs this year. You'll see some healings this year that you have not seen before because you've stayed open to God. Emotional healings, physical healings, spiritual healings, healings in your workplace because you had the courage to say, I'm open, God. And you've pushed through the embarrassment, you've pushed through the mistake time, you've pushed through it and said, I'm open, God. And God will say, if you're open, I'll use you. And this year, if you'll lay some burdens down and shed some things that you've been carrying, you think you need them. But in this new day, you don't need the expectations of other people's opinions. You don't need their approvals. You don't need the identities that they had. You don't need them. You don't need everything that everybody thinks that you need. You don't need them. You need to put some things down so that you can only carry that which God assigns you to do. Can I hear it, amen? You know, Elisha, Elisha was plowing away and he went from being this very busy person, this problem solver, to the apprentice. He put some things down and his life became a double portion life because he had the courage to put something down. Come on, stand up with me, if you will. Lastly today, 
You're going to have to pick up some specific things towards serving God. You're going to have to say, teach me, Lord, in this. I'm not very good at this. Teach me, Lord. There may be some things lacking in your spiritual armor that you say, I have always struggled with this. Lord, I want you to fill in the gaps. Lord, I want you to deepen me and apprentice at me. I'm at this level and now I want to go deeper. Can you do something with me? Natalie, if you'll just play for us just a little bit, if you will. Would you please find a little bit more space? And if you have to come into the aisles, you do. Would you stretch your arms open wide and say, God, I'm open. Could you do that? I'm open. And for some of you, you're going to have to stretch out really wide because God's opening you up. Some of you don't do it like a little hamster. Come on, open. Relax your shoulders. Relax who you are and say, Lord God, I'm open. And I want to say to you as the pastor of this church, God, we are open to whatever you want BCC to do this year. Stretch. Let's be open. One or two of you need to take some courage right now. You need to push through the crowd. And you need to say, I'm laying this down, Lord. I'm giving it to you now. And so Natalie's going to lead us in a song. And for that moment of you laying that down, I'll call you forward in a few moments. But I want you to thoughtfully say, God, is there anything that I'm carrying that you want me to lay down? I'm going to give you a moment and a chance just to make a thoughtful and devotional moment where you can say, I'm letting that go, Lord. That's not going to walk with me for the rest of this year. So one more time, stretch those arms open wide and just say, I'm open, Lord. I'm open to worship. I'm open to your spirit. I'm open to your word. I'm open to your direction. I'm open to everything that you're calling me to. I am open. I'm a busy person. I'm alive. I'm doing things, God. But if you want to give me a moment where things change. I am open. Holy Spirit, breathe on this church right now, we pray. Oh Lord, we just love you. We just worship you. Let the Holy Spirit come. Let him come. Holy Spirit. Come on, raise a worship song with us.
离。